to be back from Nashville, Mr. Prevost. Oh, yeah. The music city. The sleeps <laughs> for no one. <laughs> it sleeps. I don't know. A lot of places did shut down kind of early there, I, I thought, to be honest. Because they were making it seem like that rooftop bar we wanted to go and visit. They said it's too We did cold. go to the Tin Roof Bar. Yeah. That was, that was nice. BB King's Blues yes. Bar. Well, if you didn't catch it, we have a ton of coverage of the event across uh, shows like this one, What the Truck. You put out an article that compiled... Most of those videos, all three sections are out on podcast players everywhere. There's some Freight Waves uh, live and events podcast out. The one with you, it's Susie Schoenberg from Flexport.org. Yep, yep. How they're going to save the earth. All kinds of good content. Mark Weiss from NASA on Freight Waves Insiders is out right now. And you know what? You know who's following me to Tennessee? Tom Brady. Tom Brady. Tom Brady. Following you? Well, he's just he's yeah. coming to Tennessee. Well, you know, that is really going to I mean, it's like I'm 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 kind of excited and yet don't I hate Tom Brady and the Patriots? How, you're an you NFC know, South fan. How could you win, care that much? Winning cures everything. If Why he would came you never the, even, the Titans don't often get to the Patriots to begin with. And the one time you <laughs> did, you beat them. So so take that. Yeah, the final boss. So yeah. did, what do you think? Like, Tom Brady, if you can't beat him, join him. He's going to jump yeah. on board? Yeah, maybe. All right. What about I Tan- w- that? That would help. Tannehill. Uh, Tannehill, I love you, man. <laughs> All right, I guess he's your, he's, it sounds like... Uh, Divided loyalties. No, he can maybe stay on as the backup. Right? All right. Okay. Big show today. We're yep. going to talk about if ELDs are causing accidents with Cassandra Gaines. She's got a big argument about that. We'll do some freight forecasting, transportation earnings. We'll talk about the coronavirus and its impact on your supply chain. Plus, is it, inf- is it infecting everything? And yes, yeah. plus, right now, it is time... For bill paying time. Yes, this episode is brought to you by DHL Supply Chain, the world's leading logistics company. DHL Supply Chain's team of experts simplify the complex and work with you to find solutions to your biggest transportation challenges. Learn how DHL can help your business at Tellemchad. Logistics.dhl.com. All right, all right, all right. All right, North America's largest third-party logistics provider held the line on trucking volumes but paid for it in profitability. A week ago, we talked to their CEO. Yep. C.H. Robinson reported its operating and financial results for the fourth quarter of 2019. After a close on Tuesday, Robinson reported total revenues of $3.79 billion in the fourth quarter, which was down 8.3% year-over-year. Net income of $99.1 million, down 47% year-over-year. That's tough. Earnings per share fell 45.5% to uh, 73 cents, well below the street's consensus expectations of 96 cents. So a tough week for C.H. Robinson. Good thing they have that lab. That's a positive, though. Right. And, you know, CEO Bob Beasterfield, uh, he cited a quarter of challenging operating results. They're getting out there, getting ahead of it, but uh, noted that Robinson's brokers were able to adjust pricing and halt the truckload volume slide the company experienced in the third quarter. LTL volumes even grew 4.5% year over year, although volumes for the overall LTL sector were negative. Beasterfield called out how Robinson's substantial investments in technology are beginning to drive operating efficiencies in the business, Mm. opening up a 330 BPS favorable spread between truckload volume growth and headcount growth. If North American service transportation freight brokers can cover more loads per person per day, the company creates operating leverage such that a trucking recovery will generate asymmetric upside for Robinson. And that's why they had to create that that lab, right? The technology lab. Because if you look at trucking as a business and 
each say each trucking transaction is a thousand dollars. It's very hard to find marginality in all of that. And the best way to 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 increase revenue is to create create efficiency, and that's through technology and process. All the things that technology is good at through automation and process right. technology and pricing and all of those things. So if you can't make extra bucks, you can make those dollars quicker think, and with less people. Right, and I think we know that technology is not a cure all, but uh, when you source that in house, you bring in great talent. Well, it's going to do the very thing you just said, and which what it is what it's good at automating and creating efficiencies. In the fourth quarter of 2019, Sage Robinson Management was faced with a choice. Let volumes continue to deteriorate and see market share fall or reprice contractual business aggressively to main share at the expense of profitability. Robinson chose the latter. Sage Robinson also announced plans. So another bright side, though, they're still expanding, right? Yeah, so this yeah. doesn't have them that concerned and maybe it shouldn't have you. Sage Robinson also announced plans this week to acquire prime distribution services from Roadrunner, who's divesting a lot of assets for $225 million. This will add, uh, what, 2.6 million square feet to C.H. Robinson's warehouse network, and it's going to add some lane density. So that'll that's a pretty good expansion there. Also, yeah. uh, Volkswagen's Trait and SE truck unit late Thursday offered $2.9 billion or $35 a share in cash for the 83% of Navistar International Corporation it does not already own. The news, first reported by Bloomberg, broke after U.S. markets closed. After hours trading in Navistar, which makes international branded medium and heavy duty trucks, sent the stock rocketing 47% higher to $35.60 above Trayton's offer price. All right, now for some scary news. I mean, if you turn the TV on, it's hard to avoid the coronavirus. Uh, The good news is the World Health Organization on Thursday declared the spreading of the virus is a public health emergency and there's reason for international concern, but it was not recommending any restrictions on international traveler trade during a press briefing in Geneva? Dr. Tridros, I'm going to leave it at that, who's director general, <laughs> said there is no reason for measures that unnecessarily interfere with international traveler trade. He called on all countries to make decisions regarding restrictions that are evidence based. Yeah, you know, there, panic. there is a virus in the United States that's infected 15 million people that we're not talking about. The flu? Yeah. Yeah. That's right. Kills 80,000 a year. So, I mean, that's, yeah, it's not so novel, but it is happening. The main reason this well, you is, might drive, you might die driving home. Like you have a better chance, a much better chance of that. You, there's a very good chance, not a very good chance, okay. a much better chance you'll die. <laughs> you sound like Cassandra home. Gaines. Okay. I'm right? just saying, don't drive home. <laughs> um, right. Just stay just, at work for the rest of your life. The, uh, according to, um, who you just mentioned, Tedros. Yes. The, he, he said, the main reason for this declaration is not because of what is happening in China, but because of what is happening in other countries. Uh, at, he added that the uh, the WHO Emergencies Committee's greatest concern is the potential for the virus to spread to countries with weaker health systems that are not prepared to deal with it. He uh, praised China's handling of the outbreak and said the organization opposes any travel restrictions leveled against China. Yeah, but it's still affecting airlines. United is among the carriers that have reduced service because of falling demand. The airline said Thursday it is reducing from 12 to 4 of its daily departures from the U.S. to China, effective February 9th. And that's going to go all the way through March 28th. United had announced more limited reductions earlier in the week. United's reductions involve Beijing, Hong Kong, and Shanghai. It said there are no planned reductions at this time for Chengdu. Uh, numerous other airlines have announced service reductions or suspensions in the past few days. Um, there are 7,818 7, cases of the coronavirus around the world that may have gone up. That's a very Child's specific number. 170 people have died. It's gone through 
18 countries, but beyond just that, beyond the, the airlines we meant. So there's yeah. the disruptions to the airlines. The most uh, the most immediate effects that people are seeing in supply chain are due to Chinese New Year. It's the largest oh. migratory event yeah. on Earth. Without anything happening. Yeah, even on like even in perfect weather with a with the greatest holiday there can be, <laughs> that's still about 21 days of disruption because people leave work for a week, but they but a lot of people in China have to migrate very far distances. Their villages are not right next to their office. They don't live in the same town where they work, and a lot of them live in the on site on the actual factory. Some of them will work for a few years straight, then go back home and not come back at all. Wow. They'll go to other jobs. But where the disruption is happening is now this is extending beyond the three weeks. Because uh, factories are staying closed a little bit longer to make sure they're safe, so you don't bring a bunch of people into the compound that get everybody sick. Yeah, they're taking the the precautions that they uh, that they can, and we also have some analysis, like um, e- economist Paul Bingham, director of transportation consulting at IHS Market. He told Freight Waves. What's happening is that the gap you managed against is now extended. If these factories don't restart or if they restart and then they run out of parts due to issues with first-tier suppliers, how quickly that trickles down will depend on how tightly supply chains are being managed in terms of lead times and buffer stocks. But I think that it will be less than a month before you'd start to see evidence of disruptions, he said. It's interesting timing, too, because IMO 2020, that regulation came in on the 6th. Uh, Bunker marine fuel pricing is tied to crude oil pricing. The coronavirus crisis has caused a sharp drop in crude, though, so container line should at least get a little bit of pricing advantage there. Uh, Some of the production that we're going to lose during this thing and some of its consumption production, things like that, where people are sheltering in place, that can't be recovered in an economy. So not in the U.S. economy, most people listening here, not impacted, but there are impacts going on in China. Yeah. And in terms of of trade, Bingham also had this to say, if China's economy is weaker than they were expecting, they won't have the demand they expected. And some of that demand they were planning to fulfill with U.S. exports if demand declines and they've got that wiggle room in the language of the agreement, they can say, sorry, we just can't meet the level of commitment. We don't have the consumption level to justify it. So he's, if we're going to see major disruptions on some of this, it looks like it may be delayed and it looks like they have some wiggle room. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I know that we have Cassandra Gaines. Yeah. She's, we're supposed to be dialing out to her at one. We're already a minute behind. Uh, there is a, a CentMS has added parking to their app. It's a huge problem. I don't know if we have to save that one for Monday or we'll get to it at the end of the show. If we don't have time to, let's touch on it at the at, at, on our next show because um, it's a big it's, issue. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. And, and, it's, and a lot of ways it's gonna be a show in and of itself because like so you, you'll hear real briefly you'll hear these little announcements of like hey you know pilots opening up a forty new show boy that'll increase parking that's a drop in the bucket this. This story, though, may uh, may actually be a little bit of a difference maker. Yes. So, yeah, I, are they? I'm trying to figure out if our guys are dialing out to Cassandra as as we um we wait here. I'm not sure what they're what exactly they're doing. So maybe we will get in this topic, and then once they pull her up, then we will will go to it. Uh, so okay. start us out on the story. Well, sure. Um, yeah, it's uh, the American, you know, we we, we know the uh, American Transportation Research Institute. Oh, oh, look at that. Oh, there we go. Wow. Hello. Oh, we were just like, <laughs> I love her background. Man, look at you. Look, hold on a second. We got to play your entrance music. You just yeah. popped in on, on us out of yeah. nowhere. F you. I hate everybody. I'm the man. I will never <laughs> give you that. Wow. Order in the court. Oh, it. How did we take this long to add video? You're just stunning. Look at this. Where are you? Looking in an great. alley? Did you? Thank you. What are you, behind a punk rock bar or something right now? 
Yeah. Uh, so I tried and nothing was working. And then I found this. And I'm like, this is me. Yeah. Very punk rock. Yeah. No, I dig it. I dig it. So. Cassandra, you've been on multiple times. We don't really necessarily need to introduce you to this this audience, but you sent me something and you said you're ready for an argument and you wanted yeah. to argue yeah. that accidents being up 5.7% were due to ELDs. Tell me your slant here. Okay. So <laughs> I've heard a lot about this <laughs> and I'm going to call bull crap. Okay. Mostly because... Um, it's not the ELDs that are causing the accidents. You ready for this? It's that everybody suddenly has to be compliant with the law. Ah, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, okay, yeah. So they're, <laughs> like, come on, guys. Every trucking company out there that has more than. Yeah. She, um, is she breaking up? I don't know. We just lost her sound. And audience, bear with us. It's our first She's... time. This is our first time doing this one, but I'll put some context. That, oh, Whoa, she's going extra crazy. She's going crazy, crazy right she, now. She's actually literally um, being censored during everything that she says. So, Can you I, hear us, Cassandra? I will put some yes, context. Yes, during she, a similar study conducted by the FMCSA in 2001 to 2003, the FMCSA said that a primary finding of the study, <laughs> listen to this, they, they studied this. this for two years, right? They said that yeah. the vast majority of crashes were the critical reason for the crash was assigned to large truck. It was attributed to driver-related action, or get this, Chad, inaction. So it could have been anything. Wow, I, that is so provocative and, and insightful. I mean, no wonder they stu they studied it for... Oh, I think I hear Wait, her. We can I hear, hear your her pen. typing. Oh, there she is. No, oh, you can hear me. Yeah. Oh, you're back. <laughs> nice. Cassandra, you know, actually, I I, real, I know what you're saying about, like, the e it's not ELDs, it's compliance with the law. That's one thing. You know, also, and the, there may be a lot of stuff going on here you can... Talk about the inflexibility of, of HOS possibly, but I, I in my brief research, I was noticing that it seems like almost every year they're claiming there's claims of like how there's more trucking accidents than ever. Is this just more of that same, or is is there some substance to the study? Yeah, that's a yeah. There's a good. That's a good question. There is some sub, some substance to the question, and I hope that the FMCSA's research will help us get through this. I'm sure that the hours of labor, oh, sorry, the hours of service um, regulations are too restrictive. Mm -hmm. um, and that's the problem, not the actual ELDs. Yeah. Uh, because there are companies out there who've been using ELDs for the last five years and they've been fine. Cassandra, who names these things? The Who names the FMCSA large truck crash casual <laughs> factor study? It sounds like the worst chain restaurant in America. <laughs> It so does. And it sounds intense. It's fast casual. It's kind of crazy when I hear it. I'm it's like, like Chipotle. It's like the kind of party you're supposed to go to. It's Apparently. business casual. It's fast casual. Well, their last study. So is this a huge waste of taxpayer money? It says it was a, they said they did that study for two years and they came out saying it was related to driver related action or inaction. I mean, couldn't that be anything then? Isn't that literally everything? Yeah. I mean, yeah, that might have been a little bit of a waste. Right. <laughs> I'm, I'm hoping that their future research will really help us and dive into, are the regulations actually working for these drivers? Do we need something different? Um, or are the regulations right on? And everybody just needs to stop complaining. Yeah. Just 
You know, from the beginning, you, you know, talking with Dean Croak, even before like ELDs were implemented, he immediately, like, I mean, just immediately was like, this HOS thing is not going to work. It's too restrictive. And ever since then, I haven't heard much validity to how they are effective. Why is it so hard to make some reasonable changes here? I don't know. That's why the FMC, the government's uh, involved. That's why. <laughs> but I thought we had this new FMCSA yeah, yeah. guy, that's, Ray that's Martinez. True. You know, I know he's he's gone. He, yeah, he's gone. Yeah, he left. Um, but he was like doing all this big changes for things. Well, maybe like, he was like, "Look, we need more flexibility in HOS," and they were like, "Be quiet, Ray." And he was like, "You know what? I'm out, right, Cassandra?" <laughs> <laughs> We're purely speculating, but yeah, for sure. Is there any chance? But, you know, I, they, I do like the regulations. I was going to say, is there any chance that, that something happens on the road that are tired? Yeah. yeah, I know, but shouldn't that be up to the driver when they're tired? As long as they only drive for twelve hours or fourteen hours or whatever they say, shouldn't they be able to divide that up however they see fit? Do you want that up to the driver, Luna? Well, I don't know. Sometimes right it's now, up to dispatchers. Up to them at all. And yeah, sometimes like what if you sleep uh, nine or t- you, you have a good night's sleep, as I've heard some guys say, and then they're told, hold on for 10 more hours and then go and they can't sleep 10 more hours. And then when they have to go, they're kind of getting tired. Yeah, or it could be congested. Road like, conditions may not be ideal. Uh, they may not be able to find parking. What if six hours in I can find parking? Like, I, you know, what? I'm going to sleep for Five hours now, and then I'll get back on the road after rush hour. Yeah, aren't there ways to keep up with it? Mm-hmm. What are they? And there are, uh, first of all, larger carriers uh, or carriers who are used to the hours of service and being compliant with them. They do a lot of pre-trip planning, and they understand how long these certain customers are going to have appointments, where their truck stops need to be. They've figured out how to make it work. So right now, we're hearing from a lot of the small drivers who for the first time in their career actually have to be compliant with the hours of service. Mm. Yeah. Cassandra, powerful things. We talked about this a lot on, on road dog trucking last weekend and all of the drivers, when we were talking about this fast, casual dining establishment, I mean, study, they said, um, they, they all wanted flexibility. They're like, you know what? We're fine. We know the ELDs are here to stay. We just think it's not the device. It's the regulation that causes the device to work that way. Uh, but I feel like we're going to have this argument until the end of time. Mm-hmm. Cassandra, how do people reach know, out and learn more? You know, when everybody are. Oh, <laughs> oh just Google me, Cassandra Baines, <laughs> transportation law. All right. Give it, okay. Give us your final uh, and, point. Uh, give us your. Cl- me anywhere Dooner is. Give us your closing point. <laughs> okay. You ready? Yeah. Anyone who suddenly complains to you about ELD compliance they haven't been complying with the law. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Have so you checked? So it's, that's, I'm, that's the biggest not thing you remember. Okay. All right, Cassandra. Good stuff. We, we love having you on video now. This is our, I'm sure next time will be even smoother. Yeah. Well, even better. All right. Learning have a nice weekend. Bigger and Thanks, better. Guys. We'll see you yeah. soon. Great. That was awesome stuff. Fantastic. I feel like we're we're circling in on some... Key issues in the industry. Some key issues in the industry. Like, yeah. The pricing power index. Like predators. The DHL supply chain pricing power index with uh, our friend Kevin Hill, who is definitely not going to miss his appointment this time. He wouldn't dare. Yeah. 
all fired up now. Hey, sir. How you guys doing? How are you? Oh, you're looking. Oh, coming in hot. Uh, yeah. Right. No, it's good. Well, All right. we're great. We just visited yeah. with Cassandra, and we had her on, on video. Now we've got you. Yeah, in person. In person. In person. That would have been funny if she actually like was in that. Did you choose like a spray-painted alley? Did you see that? I, I did see that. I, yeah. I did see that. She has better hair. She does. Well, you know, it's kind of a low. That was, no, that, that, that was you know, that's yeah. a low, a low jab. I'm yeah. sorry. Yeah. I'm sorry. So, I love you, man. You uh, you do a podcast called Great Quarter, guys, but Wednesday, Wednesday, starting Wednesday, yes. this man and I will be tag-teaming on a brand new podcast on the Freightcast Networks and Freightwaves TV that. called Put That Coffee Down. Put That Coffee Down. Now, I'll tell you something, too. I was looking up Glenn Gary. I, was, I wanted to mm-hmm. watch Glenn Gary, Glenn Gary, Glenn Ross, easy for me to say, yep. last night. And you know, it's like out of print. You can't buy it on iTunes. It's not streaming really? anywhere except for HBO. Well, it, it, can you not buy it digital? I, no, I, I might have a digital you, copy of it, like on Amazon. Can you just find it? Can you just torrent it? Oh, you, well, it was yes, on Netflix I mean, at some point. Yeah, of course. <laughs> it's not on Netflix anymore. It's oh, only it's on HBO at the moment. Okay. So okay. You, well, I'm glad I have HBO because I need to go home and yeah. watch that movie this weekend mm-hmm. and get prepared for some sales training. Some I ABCs. The, so I watched why, the why Boiler was, Room last night. Oh, that's, that's such a, a great movie. Yeah. So why do you put the coffee down? Why aren't you picking the coffee up? Because coffee's for closers. Yeah. Coffee's for closers. And unless you're a closer, put that coffee down. Yeah. You've oh, never seen okay. the movie? It's, yeah. it's a pretty famous Have you not seen it? Chat. No, I, I never have. All right. So. All right. Yeah. It was required watching to yes. listen to our podcast. Yes. Yes. You, yeah. you, we, you, and actually, that's the rule. It's going to be in our intro. It's going to be just hang just hang yeah. up. Well, I, who listens <laughs> to a podcast on a phone? I like it's the just, design. Yeah. I like the uh, the coffee. Yeah. Yeah. Thing and the and the that's really cool yeah. design. Yeah. Yeah. Let's, let's go over the bad news in the, the the DHL supply chain pricing power well, index. You know, is January so we're sliding down. We're down to thirty. We're at thirty five last week. We've been coming down off mm. forty five since the the peak holiday season. Yeah, and you know as you get closer to zero, then shippers have the more or the the, the more power they have. Closer to zero, so. Uh, we, we had just some flat volumes, uh, rejections, capacity is, is loosening up in the market, and all the public companies just about to a T that have come out with their Q4 earnings, which yeah. were bad right. uh, to begin with, but they have said that January is not great. One of the, the Really ba- not great. One of the basics of Sonar was just the thought that if you, you can look at stock, you can look at Spot rates almost like stocks, right? And you can mm-hmm. kind of tell earnings based on that that a company is going to have. And then when you see something like, like if you had a stock and it fell from a dollar sixty two to a dollar forty one, you open up Robinhood, you go, well, that sucks, right? Because yeah. the arrow's going down and there's a negative number next to it. And it's red, red right? Yes. If it goes up, it's green. Well, right now the the spot rates went from a dollar sixty two to a dollar forty one, according to the past mm-hmm. trends in DAT, not the freight forecasting or the that freight outlook. That is true. So you have the uh, historical spot pricing. It's coming down to a dollar forty, which is about the operating cost uh, per mile for a truck. So wow. it really can't go too much lower for a sustaining period. But we're thinking, um, you know, January is always a, a bad month. Early February until it starts getting warmer in, in most uh, most regions of the com- country. So it's just kind of a battling out. Uh, you still have a lot of capacity out there, and something that we'll be talking about more in about. An, about an hour. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. guys. So, Tate, this will be one of the gentlemen on there, and I think you're kicking it off with me, right? I am, yeah. 
So at right after the show at two o'clock, we're mm-hmm. going to be doing 2020 Freight Outlook presented by Emerge. Uh, you'll be in here. Craig Fuller is going to be coming in. Uh, JT will be in here. JP will be in here. Anthony, Anthony will Smith. be in here. Yeah. Mike B will be Mike in B. here. There'll be a lot wow. of people in here. And yeah. we'll have a phone line open. So you'll be in here, too. And you can also get in here via LinkedIn because we're monitoring yeah. you right now. Or I think Chad's looking at the Facebook. So have yep. at it. Yeah. All right. Um, what? So what was the biggest indicator, though? So why did it? Why did the did it fall? If you had to pick any of the metrics, what was the big one? Um, I, I think the the lack of really any good news yeah. for for the week. That was probably the the biggest metric is that uh, the absence of of anything good. Refrigerated is actually about fourteen percent above load volume wise above where it was in January uh, twenty nineteen. So that's that's good news. Yeah, um, you know that's about it. Bad That's about it. Yeah. <laughs> so everything yeah. else flat, falling, and basically uh, a lot of bleak um, outlooks for the first quarter from the public companies that have reported so far. It's almost as low as the uh, pricing power index has ever been since its inception, right? I've, I, I recall a twenty five. Yeah, that was. Oh, uh, we bad. got down to fifteen. Oh, we right, did. right yeah. before, like in late October, early November, before peak season. Okay. So uh, I hope we don't retest those lows coming uh, between here and spring. Right. I mean, yeah. the three-month <laughs> outlook, almost every every time we visit, mm-hmm. it re- seemed to be remaining at 50. Now that it's trended down yeah. 230, are, you, are we still? Cause We're I know at 45 it, now. Oh, as the at 45 month, and yeah. a three-month yeah. outlook. Okay. Um, you know, I, I think the second half will be a little bit better, but I, I'll explain that yeah. and why I think that much more in about an hour at right. 2 o'clock. Yeah. About two fifteen, we'll teams. talk about trucking uh, capacity. So before you go, and do you think that the coronavirus will have any impact on interstate trucking at all in the U.S. domestic trucking? Would something really, really bad have to happen? You know, something really, really bad would have to happen. There'd have to be a real uh, disruption of freight flows from China. Yeah, but if that does happen, and and Port traffic, especially on the West Coast, goes down. Yeah, uh, it, it could have some, some major effects for uh, for 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 this year. Thanks, Kevin. Okay, appreciate it. Thanks so much, yeah. Kevin. And download his podcast. Great quarter, guys. It's it's excellent. It's a good tease. Yeah. Now we're gonna look at some a little bit of freight forecast. We're talking about freight outlook, and the best way to have an outlook is through a forecast, not through past trends, Chad. Right. It's through the forecast, and that's why we do things like this with Michael Vincent. Stepping hey, back, hey, in the hey, studio. hey! What's going you on? On? You've been a regular now on is the truck. Regulars, regulars coming in, nice. and this is time we're doing telling or fourth forecasting with Michael Vincent. Wow, is that you on guitar, Vincent? Uh, yeah, it is. How'd you get that tape? Wow. Man, nice. That must have been from the early years. You were ripping. That was from the early years. I've improved greatly since then. Wow, wow, look at this. What's yeah, that's a mini cowbell. One day our logo will be on there. Or so we've been promised. It's been a while. And we'll have 500 of these. Time. You got a sharpie? Yeah. I can take that. One day. One day. <laughs> yeah, one day we can just write them on each one. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, dig that shirt. Look at you. Oh, yeah. American Line Hall. Thanks oh, for uh, sponsoring right the the party at Air Cargo 2020. Oh, yes. Gave us free. We got a cowboy hat. We got a bandana. We got to be at the... The uh, Country Music Hall of Fame. Yeah, we missed the entire. You, you don't need to tell. That, you don't need to tell everybody that about right. that. Uh-huh. <laughs> we forgot well. to take a ride in Albuquerque and oh, missed. That's oh. because they had a sign that said no food or drink, and we weren't about to set down our beer. <laughs> well, well, revealing all of our pretty, secrets. Pretty true. Yeah, right. I mean, it's mean, yeah. it pretty accurate. Before, before we jump in, let's, let's recap it really quick. How did uh, right. how was Air Cargo 2020 for 
you and the team you're experiencing in Nashville a good time? It was great. It was yeah. better than I expected, to tell you. It was my first time going, right? And uh, so uh, I really didn't know what to expect. But yeah. it, it was awesome. A lot of great context, a lot of good good information, a lot of good conversations. It was it was awesome. Nice seeing it. new faces too, right? Absolutely. Some, some companies Absolutely. we don't typically get to talk to and evangelize the power of sonar, the power of Freightways Media, That's and right. all that good stuff. That's a diverse right. array of, of, of people in logistics and the supply chain. It, it really is, right? I was just thinking I'd, I'd need to get my interstellar CDL, right, for, <laughs> for Nassau. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Right. Yeah. He's right. going to be back on radio. Oh, wow. radio this weekend. Yeah, that's yeah, really interesting also, guy. Me, also, we met integrators. We met freight forwarders. Yeah. Uh, yes, we did. We, so we met who people else? of other, all kinds. That insurance is right. people were there as well. There was a lot of insurance there, right? Yeah. So, who, uh, Roanoke was there, a couple others. Yeah. Right? Yep. So, yeah. tell me about it. What Alliance. is so, on, on your show, you cover a lot. Well, that's the, that's the show that's, that's coming up. Show. That's not your show. I know it was hanging up last time. I don't know. I, I keep pointing to like the WrestleMania banner <laughs> after you, know, you win the Royal Rumble. Yeah. Um, okay, so... Trend, so you do a show called Freight Forecaster. That's Freight correct. Forecast. You are the Freight Forecaster on Freight Forecasting. Yes. Which is out right. on Thursdays. It is. At it is. three o'clock? I think it's three o'clock. Three o'clock. I think that's right. So you just you just three o'clock. You just work just it for tell an me hour. Where to go. The, num- just- the number one thing that people confuse is a trend with a forecast. What's the difference? <laughs> So a trend, you I mean, you're watching a trend, you can see what is happening, right? And there, yeah. there are definite trends, but forecasting is actually predicting what is going to happen, right? Yeah. So I can look at trends, right? I mean, like you look at uh, what is the major leagues. Congratulations, boy, you've won one in a row. Make it another, and that's a trend. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah. So, well, isn't isn't it also putting together a number of factors and sort of analyzing a, a lot of and, factors, right? So you're yeah. looking at different data sets and bringing those together and look for looking for correlations. Right. And looking for true correlations. Right. Not just spurious. Right. As right. Like the- shoe sales correlate to the uh, outbound tender rejections in Miami. Wow. Sometimes right. it does and over a course, but it really isn't a correlation. Or like right? the Houston so Astros won the World Series by Therefore, cheating. Therefore, they were cheating. <laughs> will they, will, is this a trend or a, <laughs> yeah, or exactly. a forecast that they'll win again? Well, yeah, it was exactly. a trend, right? Because the Red Sox did it the year before. Uh, cheating, yeah. I suppose, is a trend, right? Yes. Yeah. It's more of a cause and effect. But as Bobby Heenan once said, if you ain't cheating, you ain't trying. Ooh, <laughs> Rose said that right. too. That's right. That's uh, right. So how do you forecast accurately, though? So it's one thing for us to be to just BS and be like, I, you know what I forecast based on the trends of the performance by the Chiefs, they're going to win the Super Bowl. There's a hippopotamus that predicted the Chiefs are going to win a Super Bowl That's by right. vomiting. And there's Punxsutawney Phil, too. Yeah, right? yes. but, the, the but it's only got a 50% uh, accuracy rate, that, that hippopotamus. So how do we get beyond 50% accuracy rates? Uh, very difficult. Lots of lots of data, lots of analytics. There, it's, it's, it's a lot of art. It's a lot of science, as I was talking about yesterday on the show, is, is, is there is a lot of art to it, finding those different data sets that, that work together. So is there too You've got to have experts, right? Can, can you, like, have too much information? I don't believe anywhere. So. Yeah, oh. I, I, oh. I, I, I don't believe so. Well, really? depends on I mean, the context. I, mean, right? I, think, I, think, I think at a certain I think point, at a certain point, yes. But yeah. I mean, it's not to say that uh, simpler is better. It's not. More is better to a certain point, hmm. right? I mean, you don't want to get into you know analysis to paralysis, certainly. Yeah. But you also don't want to look at two different data sets and say, oh, here's the forecast. Well, how do you you bring up a good work. thing? How do you parse the information <laughs> right. if there is because. As Chad is saying, a lot of information, it might just be overwhelming, you know, it, 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 as you mentioned, paraly- option paralysis. Yeah, that's exactly right. So, I mean, Paradox you, of you, choice. Yeah, so a lot of it is 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 whoever the freight forecaster is, right? You can't be an expert in, in 
all things. Yes. And so when you're for, when you're forecasting, especially in, in freight, there's so many different factors. You've got to have experts like we do here at, at, at Freight Waves that, that cross different 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 verticals, different modes. Do you, right? So you've got to have uh, someone who's an economist like Anthony right. who yeah. understands what's going on. You've got to have a, a, you know, a rail expert. You've got to have an air cargo expert, a, a maritime expert, these type of things. And maybe some of them uh, overflow. They're experts in more than one right. field. But certainly Anthony is not a maritime expert. He's gr- he is an economics. So we look at the ex- different expert, the, right? the I'm different tell him modes. You said that. Huh? <laughs> I'm going to tell him you said that. No, I'm just kidding. So we look, we, he we, don't, no, he, please he don't make him mad at me. Okay. <laughs> He's we a look, big we look at the different modes. Do we also look at like early indicators? What's happening right now? Lagging indicators. Yes, absolutely. There's lagging in, in early indicators, etc. Et so and there's backcasting, right? You've got a backcast to prove out your models. Huh. Right, so you look. So at that's where, where the lagging might come in. Well, lagging is 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 certainly something that that shows that that proves what, that that this is actually what occurred or or what your forecast was. So you you've got to look back at the data and say, okay, I forecasted this. Did I do it on accident or not? Yeah. Right. So you've got to do some backcasting to figure out whether you do. And lagging indicators help you with that information as well, right? So you forecasted certain things, and then you see the lagging indicators that would indicate that yes, that forecast actually I did I would I didn't forecast it on accident. It wasn't a lucky guess, right? Mm. So I was going to say because we have to we have to wrap it up, but yeah, you yeah. have a lot of information on your show freight forecasting. How do people find it and and checking? Because you have two episodes now. I have two episodes out there, right? Right. So on yeah. uh, Freightways, Freightways TV, right, and on yeah. uh, YouTube, our YouTube. Good, yeah. Right? Download the it's, app. Download it's the- out there, right? So you know we've got some good viewership. It's up this week, so that's kind of cool, which I didn't really expect. But hey, actually, uh, build it. And they maybe will there's come. something here, right? Yeah. So the oh, first yeah. two were very, very high level. So the next one coming out next week, we're going to get deep into it. I think Anthony nice. is probably going to be on next week. We'll get into some economic indicators and look at how you can use those for for forecasting and 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 start to dig into the the more of the specifics instead of just the broader what it is and who is a freight forecaster, et cetera. So, nice. Yeah. Thank, Thank you very you. much. Thanks for joining us. Vincent. We love you guys. Dude, the animal. Love you too, man. Take Peace it easy. and love. Remain All groovy. Right. All right. Now it's time to Thanks, look dude. at uh, earnings, man. That's something that people wish they could. They could. Well, they are forecasted, right? You know, the forecasted estimated earnings per share. That's a forecast. But as we know from these, yeah. the forecasts aren't always right or else they would always be on the number, wouldn't they? they? I guess they give us guidance, though. They rarely split. They rarely split. Where is Donnie? I just Donnie's saw him. supposed Donnie. to come in next. Donnie, come on, man. Yeah, like Where's clockwork. Get him in here. No delay. Hey, no delay, showrunner. How you doing? Hello, What's hello, up, hello, man? Sirs. Did you get hung up in a conversation? Sir, there? No, I didn't Sir. know. Oh, okay. Nice. Okay. You guys are going to play a game called Earnings Over Under where we go through the earnings, right? I got it. Oh, you I got just got it. a little adrenaline rush. I okay. got it. All right. Wow. Who won last time you guys played? It was a good, it was a good it fight. Was, it was like a one point. It was down to one point. Okay, yep. but I think you won. Yep. All right, so that means Chad will have to go first because he's a loser. But I won last week. Okay, you will go no, first. Wait, no, wait, no, I was, right, down, I was down and Amazon, I came back. Amazon, be quiet. Amazon okay. earnings. I'm not arguing over this anymore. Amazon earnings per share, three ninety eight. dollars oh. All right, he's going over. Over. They were way over. It was six forty seven. You guys are smart. You read the news. You read FreightWaves.com. <laughs> Amazon share price. And their shares are crazy. Like I am so oh, glad man, that did they kill it. I'm glad that Amazon, that uh, Robinhood, and a lot of apps now are adding fractional shares because I can't afford a share of Amazon, Ryan, or a share of Google. I'd like to get in on that action because you know that they're going to keep going up. But I know. Well, after I was trading, they were up as much as two thirty-five a share. They've breached the two thousand a share mark during those forty-five minutes of trading. 
Uh, as of 6 p.m. last night, they were up over 202. I think they're still up today. Uh, they rang up $12.9 billion shipping tab. It was 43% higher than last year, but it's really starting to pay off. What a gamble that they made, but a gamble on themselves. And it, Amazon typically wins these things. Yeah. Unless it's Those the Amazonians. Fire phone, right? Unless it's the Fire Phone. <laughs> Or have you seen the glasses they put out? The Amazon glasses? Are you going to no, those replace are the, yours? I thought those were the Google glasses. Alexa glass now. Oh. All they do is you can talk to them. They make it too easy to oh, work stuff. Oh, I know. Yeah. They've hurt my bank account bad this year. Amazon does? Yes. I know. And it's so impulsive. Like, if you were in a store, you have yes. to walk all the way to the register. You might put it down. Swipe. And you have to. You might have to use real money or Just wait. wait till those drones start bringing it to you in 30 minutes. Just wait Chug. until NASA does it in five minutes. <laughs> all right. Tesla. Tesla, Chad, earning okay. per share $1.72. Um, over. All right. I'll go with under. Oh, you shouldn't have done that. Donnie, uh, Donnie, Donnie. Yeah, they were they were over. Tesla did very well. Tesla's yes. surprising people. They were over 214. Its epic rise has fueled murmurings of a bubble, but the company's latest earnings release continues this upbeat accounting. Tesla delivered a record number of vehicles, 112,000 plus in Q4 and 367,000 vehicles for all of 2019. That's up 50% from the year before. Wow. So they're really getting this manufacturing thing down. And as they do I that, know. their costs will go down. And Cybertruck's coming out in 2021. And you might pay your the actual price yes. that you expected. Might. Did you wait? Did you get the, the level one, two, or three one? The, yeah, one, you have to get the mid. You got the mid? Yeah. Um, I see them. All over the place. So that must mean they're Cyber doing trucks? well. No, the oh. uh, Teslas. I see oh. them all over the place now. Yeah. It used to be like a rare sighting. And now I'm like, every day, they're passing me, burning up the highway. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah. They're signing up more for Class 8 trucks as well. I know. They're finally delivering those, right? <laughs> Zero to 16. What's the, what's the new predicted date on that? They deliver. They're supposed to deliver a few this year, I think. That was yeah. the, the most recent article I read. Oh, Zero to I haven't seen any latest seconds. news on that. In a they've... truck. Empty, though. 20 seconds, 0 to 60, 80,000 pounds. That's, that's still be, crazy. That's yeah. crazy. That's but dead. it's those batteries that are suspect. Now, Donnie, if that hit a, if that were to hit a battleship, what would happen? <laughs> go right on through. <laughs> Just go right through the battleship. All right, USA Truck, Chad, earnings. No, Donnie, USA Truck, earnings per share, 8 cents. Boom, down. Under. Down, low, under. It was way under. It was 50, negative 52 cents. They lost 52 cents. Tough quarter for USA Truck. It's prompted the company to announce more organizational changes, including an 8% reduction in non-driver staff. So a lot of people in the office are not going to have a desk to walk back to. They're going to get that cardboard box. They're going to make some changes, that's for sure. You ever get a hand of the cardboard box? Not yet. I have. It's not fun. The I company you have. Do what? Never? You've you never have? Hand, have you done sales at a 3PL? Before. Uh, I was purchasing for, you know, pricing, purchasing. I yeah. was uh, carrier reps and all that. But uh, I've never uh, been handed the box. All right. Oh, when you okay. do sales, you can get handed the box pretty easily. Because oh, yeah. that's just tough, especially in 3PL sales. They just burn through people. Like, yeah. you, you know you know, going in, you're not going to be loved, and, yeah. you know, it's, hey, it's all numbers. There are a few days I brought my own box, I thought. Yeah. But <laughs> yeah. it didn't happen. I was confused. When you get that email. You're a survivor. <laughs> you never, never some, like at 1030 at night, it's never good to get that email from your boss that says, bring in your cell phone to your laptop. That means, yeah. Can, yeah. We, can we meet in the morning? Yeah. Talk, All right. about, talk about forecasting. Boeing earnings per share a dollar seventy three. Chad. Oh, down under. All right. Yeah, Boeing's Boeing's in trouble. It was yeah, it was it was a bloodbath of a quarter. They lost two dollars and thirty three cents per share. The Boeing company, which is really bad considering that there's already some guidance put out. Everyone knows about the seven thirty seven max, but they still lost two thirty three per share. So I'm not sure how the market's reacting to that today, but I can imagine it must not be fun being a Boeing shareholder. Uh, they reported a 
they lost a billion dollars. They lost literally a billion yeah. and one. One billion points one zero. What's a billion on Wednesday? Largely because it's seven thirty seven max. Man, how oh. how damaging can that be to a company? But it's also their new plane. The seven, you know, was it the seven seventy seven. Yeah, they just got off the ground. Yeah, one of its first test flights. How bad is it going to hurt the sales on that? With that crash, yeah, good point. Yeah. So I mean, here I haven't finished making this product. It's a bad product. I've got a new one coming out. Anybody want to buy it? The and, only and thing, didn't they have a rocket, a missile that failed? I mean, it's just a lot of bad news. Uh, well, they can make those kind of bets. The problem with them is they can't really make bets with the airlines because that's yeah. their that's oh. their bread and butter, and it's hurting the yeah. other airlines. So, I mean, good news for Airbus, I guess. It has right? an outsized effect on supply well, chains. I guess the problem is is you can only build so many planes a year. I mean, it's so there, so Airbus can't catch up and catch up for Boeing's miss oh, yeah. deliveries. Yeah. So, sure, Airbus is already backed up a few years on theirs. Yes, they'll be loving it. But it, you know, it's not like cars. You can't roll five off a day to, you know, not five, 30 off a day. Yeah. Well, so. we remember that article, Chad, that we covered where they were talking about the problem with the 737 MAX also is because they can't sell them and they've been grounded since last yeah. March. They're filling up warehouse space where so they can't put other planes in there. Hmm. And they're also getting that damn demerge, man. Warehouse yeah. space is expensive. Yeah. Phew. All right, I would guys. call that a few headwinds. Well, this is a, I think you only can have an opportunity to tie here. Uh, so, but this is a bonus one. We'll do it for, uh, for I don't know. The WWE stock, Chad. WWE stock, did it <laughs> drop over or under 22% yesterday? Uh, 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 I guess I'll go over. All right. Yeah, I'm going under. Okay, oh, well, playing for the win. I'm going under. You had to do I that, right? To. Whoa! Oh. Nice try, Donnie. No shares. Well, of, you win some, you lose some. Shares of WWE stock they plunged as much as twenty four percent to forty seven fifty. They're wow. up almost near a hundred at one point. They really peaked, but um, they they kicked out a couple of key key people there. Their CEO and their oh. uh, CRO said, "See you later." Uh, they're worried about some contracts. They they got a boon that they went up to a hundred because of their live TV deals. They got one with USA, I think, and Fox, and yeah. like live sports is one of the and wrestling's not really a sport. Sports entertainment, live content is one of the few things that does well. Don't but, tell them it's not a sport. Don't yeah. tell them it's not a. Didn't they start a new another league though this year? NEXT. Uh, Something like that, but about four or five. Oh, AEW, ago. yeah, yeah. yeah. So, I think it's you're, a, you're. Are you really? A, you're really a wrestling fan. Huh? Right? Do you watch the Royal Rumble? No, I do not. Oh, but back right. in, back in the Is day, cheerleading a sport. Yeah, I watched the Royal Rumble in our hotel room. It was a good one. Oh, good. Yeah, Shane yeah. McMahon booked it. That's why. I'm not going to answer that. Yeah, so no, I'm in trouble. <laughs> yeah, Should cheerleading it? is it a sport? Cheerleading is it a sport? Yeah, anything physical is kind of a sport. All right, this then there sport. you go. You this just is a sport it. of competitive banter. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, Donnie, thank you for joining us. Thank Chad, you, Donnie. Show. You know what? That's uh, your participation trophy. Thank you. Yeah, baby doll. Gave you a big hand right there. Well, that was good. Now we got to move on to our next segment. One of my favorite. <laughs> Bad news and good news. Boom. What do you want first? All right. Good news. Okay. Whoa. That's what I want. That was that's actually my son too who said that right there. He, he likes to say that. He says that all the time, but sometimes he won't even have good news or bad news. He'll just say, I have some bad news and some good news. And he'll be like, well, what is it? And then he'll just be like, <laughs> I poop my pants. But like there is no good news there, because then I have to, you know, right. change it too. That's right. kind of a mixed result, I guess. Good news. The majority of transportation and logistics executives expect their business, so this is about confidence, expect their business to grow by more than 10% in 2020 
Oh. And they say they are very likely to consider a merger, an acquisition, yeah. an investment, some kind of transaction. They're not really sure. They're like, one of those. They're like, I'm just feeling spendthrift. <laughs> yeah, very it's, good news. That's according to a survey gathered by uh, BJSA, BGSA's annual conference. But here's the bad news. Oh. Here's the bad news. It's coming on the heels of 2019 where growth was under 5%. Yeah. But he said he's particularly bullish on what he called e-commerce ripple effects, including micro-warehousing facilities, fulfillment, last mile, reverse logistics, and maturation of technology. So he thinks the smart companies are going to get involved in, in those things. So if you're listening to him, there might be some of those might be the good places to acquire. Yeah, it's uh, I think it's maturing, don't you? I think we're still in the early innings, though. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, I've got some good news. What is it? Well, it's reefer demand. You know, Kevin Hill was telling us everything's looking bleak. He did mention reefer. But reefer demand, it's very seasonal, and it makes up about 12 to 20% of contracted freight. Well, it's up year over year, yoy, by 13%. Mm. Well, I think that's something worth celebrating, don't you? Yeah. All right. Well, there's bad news, of oh. course, because that's the segment we're playing. The bad news is... Their drive, their drive, drive van counterparts are down 1% year over year. Yeah, the same supply side constrictions that inhibit drive van growth are exaggerated for reefer carriers because reefer trailers are three to five times. I don't know if you knew this because you do know what you've been in supply chain a while, but you know, yeah. they're three to five times more expensive than drive van trailers. And so it's harder, obviously, to enter the space because it takes a big All investment. Right. All right. Yeah. So, uh, but so they're they're doing well. Are we going to get through this one? Do you, do you just? I thought you wanted some analysis, but you <laughs> no, know I what? Enough. We won't do it to right. paralysis. The gotcha. most recent reading from the Logistics Managers Index, the LMI, show the industry has expanded, but the bad news is it's at the slowest rate in the history of the LMI. So the Outlook. December results are the lowest inventory level in the history of the LMI, and the uh -huh. first time falling. Below 50, signaling that there are was a substantial buildup prior to the holiday season. So a lot ah. of things that made it look good yep. were because of that peak. Um, the index from December is down 20.8 points from the level it was a year ago. But here, yeah, respondents oh. predict that the overall level next year, the LMI will be up 63.3%. So overall, that's why they're going to make those mergers and acquisitions, because this is another sentiment index, right? And yeah. they're feeling pretty good, those logistics managers. Well, that sounds like an exciting event, too. Yeah. And that right? sounds like maybe more good news than bad with yeah. all of that optimism. Well, the bad news is just that it's not there yet. So we're forecasting, which yeah. is good, but we're not there. And we have learned about what that is today. Good news. The U.S. is creating the most badass carrier ever. The USS Gerald R. Ford is a top priority right now and is going to have state-of-the-art defense systems the cost is $13 billion, and it's, but it's just getting underway with 18 months of verification tests at sea. Are you excited? Yeah. But the bad news is three of the defense systems have been found deficient in recent tests, raising questions about whether the aircraft carrier will actually be able to defend itself, according to the Pentagon's testing office. And the here's where the deficiencies and limitations lie. They were what? found in the radar the electronic surveillance and the ship-to-ship -ship communications data network. Oh, is that it? Yeah, that's. I mean, sounds pretty yeah. important stuff. <laughs> what's what's what? we can't build ships or planes anymore? What is going on with quality control? What's electronic surveillance amongst friends when you're all on the ship together? Well, here's a comforting yeah. story. Okay, this is when we're we're going to start to go to the birds. Here is uh, bad news. Rescuers found an Starting owl. With the bad. Okay, bad news. Oh, always start with bad. It's bad news. Good news. Not good news. Bad news. Bad news. Rescuers found an owl that they thought to be injured in a ditch. 
So that's not good. You don't want to find an owl in a ditch. But the good news is, yes. it turns out that the owl wasn't hurt. It was just too fat to fly. <sighs> according to Sky News, um, according to Sky News, it, it, it was just obese. And it was it was naturally obese. So, like, it wasn't eating out of trash cans or anything. It was just catching a lot of mice. So, a really good hunter. Oh. But I guess the downfall of being a really good hunter, like, you think of a hunter being very physical. Yeah. But I guess when you're just, like, up in that tree and you move that head around 360 degrees, you can just find uh, things easily. So is it going to, well, does it well, have a new weight loss program? Well, the good news is that, yeah, the uh, the sanctuary said it was just simply extremely obese, but they put it on a diet, okay. right? And it lost the weight, had to lose a third of its weight, and it did it. And now it's back free in the wild, but will it stick to the weight loss pro- program? Who knows? Ah, uh, well, Who? Uh, I get it. I, I get it. Uh, I don't know, man. Uh, let's let's hope it does. Maybe maybe some intermittent fasting. Uh, they, and we now have more bad news. We are seeing it streaming on our live broadcast. Bad news: A bald eagle, the avian symbol of America, struck the windshield of a fully loaded tractor trailer on Interstate 95 in Connecticut. Wow. Yeah, the impact it pushed in the windshield and shattered the safety glass. Despite the shock and a face full of glass dust, Burke, a driver with 25 years of experience, he he managed to pull over and stop his rig within about 3,000 feet. Mm. So he gets out, and this is the good news. The bald eagle had jumped from the windshield and fled underneath the tractor trailer. He had assumed to find it dead, but instead it was just badly hurt, very much alive since then. The Eagle has gone into a place called A Place Called Hope, an organization that specializes in caring for birds of prey. And the female eagle has been on the mend, and the organization expects to release it back into the wild soon. All right, better looking bird, the eagle or the owl? I'm going to say the eagle. I mean, this particular eagle or that yeah. particular owl. Yeah, I, uh, I, I think it, she's, she's beautiful. Look, she's beautiful, bald. Okay, yeah. No, Bald like, is beautiful. Yes, like Kevin Hill. Um, yes. Yes. Okay, now it is time that we hear from you, the listener. Giddy up. Comment section rodeo. All right, from the article, Exceladon CEO Paul Finland lands new job at STG Logistics. Marlo Don Williams, she says, Snort, or should I just snort? Well, good for him. So nice he has a cush-cush job. Well, the drivers who actually busted their hump were left out in the cold. Art says, upper management at most companies is a joke. Good old boys, girls club continues. Management comes and goes often within one year's time. What can, what can you do productive within one year as an outside hire? Learn while getting paid. What a great return on investment. Wow. Okay. So Bill Hood, he's got a counterpoint though. He said, I don't know why the owl came back on screen. He said, I am guessing that most of he's, that is not Pulse Finland. Pulse Finland is not an owl. I assure you that is the, oh, the right. obese owl that came back on the screen. Bill Hood wrote, I am guessing that most of these comments are from people that have no idea of the history of Celadon. Paul is the person that took over what was an impossible situation after the former executives committed fraud and have been charged. He was kind of like the wolf in Pulp Fiction. You know, you come in after the blood is already on the seats and you're supposed Ooh, to clean up and clean, see if you can bring it back cleaner. together. Yeah, yeah, boy, he, he did a good job in Pulp Fiction. He was no oh. nonsense. Oh, here's another one from the article. Baton trucking takes aim at driver retention. <laughs> Self-driving trucks will never work. 
Maintenance will be too high to compete with the current system. They can't even build a truck that doesn't need new wiring harnesses for the lights twice a year. Where the self-driving truck's electronics it will fail results in fatalities that will bankrupt the company. I wouldn't bet a thousand on self-driving trucks, let alone millions. You will need specialized sensors to monitor everything, and anybody who ever drove a truck knows how many times the, fa- the faulty abs light comes on and off and on and fixed and back on the pump. Uh, good luck with that. Salt and weather don't play well with wiring and electronics. A truck driver in a day with your self-driving cars due in a month. You don't have a clue what you're getting into. Who was that, Mr. Potato Head from Toy Story? I was starting out going for Sven, but I lost the plot. Sven from... Um... Oh, okay. No, that was pretty good. All right. Well... Yeah, well, can I have a character? Well, actually, I guess it's Kristoff, as we learned uh, a week ago. Oh. Yeah, Sven can't really talk. It's just... So I, I, I guess that was a Kristoff doing Sven impression. Uh, this is uh, Noble One. He's got a new uh, long... Should we say his whole name? Is it, He's Shamash Yutu, the Babylonian god of sun, uh, <laughs> god of justice, be. morality, and truth. He's really... He's really just taken over. Well, so uh, here is what he says. Um, self-driving trucks will never work. You mean like the World Wide Web was first viewed to be impossible? Then cell phones. Then <laughs> cell phones without buttons, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Like they told Trevor Milton at in, in MC that he wouldn't succeed. How about aircraft? That, too, was viewed to be nuts and impossible. Imagine mm. tons and weight flying. Well, it's happening. What about bumblebees? They are completely redesigning the trucks like they should have done decades upon decades ago. Look at your television. Does it resemble anything like in the 1980s? They they improved it, didn't they? It works, doesn't it? The trucking industry has been asleep, but now waking up. It's about time they did. Now, if only truck drivers could awaken and unite to improve their circumstances collectively. Now, that would be something. Don't tell me that's impossible. Organized labor unions succeed in having laborers unite. Truck drivers can too, but on a much larger scale, and eliminate all the middlemen who pick up the pockets in the process. In my humble opinion, I think like the, that's almost becoming ironic. He's not as humble as he used to be. Not he's now that he's even the Babylonian sun god of justice. He has anointed himself with many, uh, with many um, pen names now. I think he might have some sock accounts on on our own board too. And like he argues with himself. Yes. <laughs> All right. Well, we're um we're you know hey giving him giving him a voice. On what about the impossible section? burger? Bob Hornsberger. Speaking of impossible burgers, Bob Hornsberger says there is nothing wrong with the logging devices. <laughs> the problem is so many drivers are spending too much time in truck stops, truck and washing their trucks and rest areas, just hanging out. Just milling about there. I haven't suffered any loss in wages. So really, if they get off their fat, lazy asses, they would make good money. They company I drive for, we have driving, we have drivers making like a hundred grand a year. Man, come was, and join us. That was really realistic. How did how did you do so good with that accent? Mark E. Dickey says. Okay, so you have to run by the law. So when you r- ran a logbook, you could change your status. Now that it's e-log, you have. You have to run by at law. Sorry for your loss. This is what happens when people was running against the law. Again, sorry for your loss. Find a company that pays good money. Otherwise, just keep crying. Dude, I wasn't crying. I was just telling you how it is at the just carrier I crying. work for. At the carrier I work for, I yeah. make over 100 grand a year. Sorry for your loss. No, I make so much money. I spend the summer in Cape Cod, dude. <laughs> <laughs> All I hear is a lot of crying. 
Um, Sorry wow. for your lost. Yeah. Well, you know, that's that's what happens. Uh, that it it is. Hey, so the, coming up, the at, wheels on the truck go round and round. We mentioned a few times coming up after the show, there is going to be 2020 Freight Outlook presented by Emerge. A lot of key players here, smart individuals here, are going to be talking smart. about what their different uh, verticals and divisions here have been studying their outlook for the year, their forecasts, and all that stuff. I'll be moderating. I think we'll have phone lines open. It'll it'll be curious to see how that how that turns out. That'll be great. Yeah, good times. Hey, a lot of content came out on uh, Freightcast this week and Freightwaves TV. Much of it was it the did. beginning of the week. We started out in Nashville. Keeping the cadence going. That's right. Oh man, we started out with a blitz, didn't yeah. we? Yeah, we have. We did three what the trucks when we were in Nashville. Oh, wow. So there's three of those up online that came out Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday. We released all those. I think all yeah. the videos are Twice done as out much. there now. If one is good. Two is better. And those ones are interesting. They're a little bit more evergreen because we're just interviewing people. We don't really get into the news on those. That's more for this the show we do in the studio. Right on. Yeah. Do you have yeah. a format you like better? Do you like doing this kind, or do you like being out there? Do you like how? Do you like how once in a while we get to mix it up? I will say that the f- getting out there gives me a little anxiety at first, but once you get out there, you really start feeling the energy, and I, I really enjoy it. You yeah, know, I guess I would say both, and if I could, if I can have that as an option. But it always seems like it would be boringer than it is because you're like, eh, it's a logistics conference. Like, how fun could it be? But there's a <laughs> lot of smart people who operate in this, and a right. lot of like really funny, just whip smart dudes and dudettes who just really kind of get the game, and they want to be on. Yeah, they do yeah. want to be on. We're surprising, and, and you know, we're people are starting to recognize the show too. So, like, it's it's not that hard to to get guests. And and when you guys see us out there on the battlefield, make sure to reach out. And actually, I would recommend now if you know we're going to be at something, reach out in advance on LinkedIn or to Emily's thing yeah, or something us, like that. Give us a little more time to prep. Because now, like a, a year ago, we would show up and we would kind of just go up to people and be like, "Do you want to come <laughs> That's on?" Right, I remember that. And now we're booked in yeah. advance before we can even get there, which is. Um, which is cool too. I mean, I don't know. It's funny. Like when you when you're in a growing company, things grow very fast. Uh, One of the right? advantages being a part of a uh, yeah a fast growth startup, yeah. skyrocketing into the orbit Speaking along of, with NASA. Yes, Freightwaves Insiders with Mark Weiss. That is out on podcast players everywhere. Or subscribe to Freightcast. Get every Freightwaves podcast. Uh, in addition to that, he is going to be on radio this weekend. Sirius oh, XM's Road Dog Trucking. He's along, a great interview. Along with Shelly Simpson from J.B. Hunt. Oh, wow. You may have heard of her. Heavy hitters. Yes, heavy hitters on the show. That is 3 to 5 p.m. Sirius XM's Road Dog Trucking, channel 146. Thank you for joining us today. Thank on you, thank this you. little show that we call What the Trucks. So bang your little cowbell into the weekend. Here, let me ring my little cowbell. for a positive freight outlook, right? I hope we have one. Stay tuned. It's going to be up here in just under 10 minutes. And a little cab up for you. Yeah, yeah, you, <laughs> you.